What's going on, everybody? I'm Kevin from Cigar Prop, and each and every week we come to you live on the I Tap That Cigar Show on our YouTube channel. We interview someone fun and exciting in the cigar world, and then about a week later, we upload that audio to various podcasting platforms. That's what you're listening to now. We try and cut out a lot of the stuff that won't make sense because you're listening to it instead of watching it. But if something doesn't make sense and you want to watch it, in the description is the link that will take you to our YouTube so you can watch the interview instead of listening to it. But if you want to continue listening to it, thank you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the I Tap That Cigar Show presented by Corona Cigar. As always, I'm your host, Kevin Shahan, and I am coming to you live from the Drew Estate Experience Acid Studios here on the sunny Gulf Coast of Florida. Joining me, as always, is Care Viajante, less beard than he has had in recent memory. Yeah. Beardless Care is your new name. Change it, Jessica. Instead of, you know, Beardless Care from Stogie Road Cigars. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. How you doing this evening? Doing good. Um, doing good. Got some. Uh, uh, I went to the uh, orthopedist this morning on my knee. We're gonna do some surgery. So uh, is that what it is? Yeah, it was. Uh, the uh, the scar tissue is. Uh, it's just too much. Um, for the physical therapist to yeah. work past. So they're so, gonna cut it and bend it. So yeah, they're gonna cut it, put a camera up in there, and if everything seems okay, they're just going to take it and just. Will, so basically, so basically, the delay has caused. Yeah. So everybody. This, yeah. 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 Well done. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. So yeah. So that that's awesome. So I got I got that going for me. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's uh, uh. And join us in the background. You may have just heard producer Jessica. Jessica, say hi to everybody. Hello. You got to turn around. The microphone's over here. Uh, hello. Well, you can hello. Um, as, as always, Jessica will be uh, doing all the Yay. important things like the tickers. We've got like new on-screen displays because technically this is the uh, the first show of the new um, advertising season. So um, thank you to all of our uh, all of our sponsors. What's everybody smoking tonight? I am smoking the Yagua by Newman. Yes, that's uh, the, uh, the 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 Yagua, the Yagua, the Yagua. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful box. Uh, how about you, uh, Beardless Care? Beardless Care is smoking the single from Wildfire. Oh, you got a. Oh, that's that's twice. It's twice in a row. I know. Twice you've uh, you've one up to me. And, I'm gonna uh, get kicked I'm off the freaking show. I know. I am. Uh, I am getting ready to light up myself. Uh, the Yagua uh, uh, from J.C. Newman Cigars. These are. From our fine sponsors, J.C. Newman Cigars, are getting ready to, uh, I believe these are just now hitting the stores, or they will be, be hitting the stores uh, shortly. So, um, oh, very nice. I, I want to uh, 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 light this up. So, uh, let's get right into the Cigar Medics Humidimeter Cut and Light. Remember, with the Cigar Medics Humidimeter, you always know when to hold them and know when to smoke them. Now, this one's uh, a little difficult because uh, uh, this is like a trapezoidal cigar. This is one of the... The cigars that come in the bundle. Get the right angle, Kev. Get the right angle. I know. It may <laughs> not. It may. It may be a rhombus. Um, I want to say. I, uh, I want to say obtuse, but uh, um, I don't want to get thrown in the hole. Is that too obtuse for you? <laughs> um, Never this, I, I got. I gotta give. I gotta give uh, a shout out to Jennifer. She's the one who found the cigar. Oh, right on. 
And uh, so, thank you, Jennifer, if you're watching. Yes, thank you, Jennifer. And then thank you to uh, J.C. Newman for this fine, weird-shaped cigar. So what was the hoxagonal uh, humidity? Uh, that was at uh, 62%, um, which is good, right? Right where it, uh, right where I like it. I like my cigars. You know, low 60s, somewhere between 59. And lately, like even like 64, 65 is pushing it for me. Yeah, I'm with you. I like it. Uh, I like it. A I like it in the low 60s. It smokes perfect as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, I, I think I think people are they're starting to catch on, especially that now that the humidimeter is becoming more and more popular. You know, um, people are just realizing, hey, you know, that 70 percent, 71 percent that we thought we liked our cigars at. Um, and some people do. I, I, I have heard several people out there saying they love their cigars at 70. Yeah. That's not me. I like them. I like them lower. I like them drier. I think they mm -hmm. burn better for my mm -hmm. own personal, you know, um, a satisfaction. So. Well, that was a that big was display. Very, Holy shit. Yeah. Kevin, I, I what? think you don't realize how big that, that is. No, you, you can't put them on until there's three people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Point. Once we bring our guest on, that shifts everything up. Uh, okay. so, you need to reset. You need to reset hey, that Alexa. Harry, you didn't Terrible. hear him tell me that, did you? No. Um, very good job. I'm sorry. You're breaking up, Alexa. That's it. Me. Well, so now, now you got to go, see every time you got to go back to the main one, Jessica. Because, okay, yeah. Calm down, so. Calm down. All right. What else is going on, Care? Anything uh, exciting? Anything new? Oh, got some uh, Stogie Road cigars down in uh, Anderson, South Carolina. Going to be hosting some uh, sipping smokes at the uh, Wild Wing Cafe down there. Nice facility, and uh, going to be reaching out to the folks at the uh, Palmetto uh, Distillery too. So, other than that, it's just been a real nice day. Had off today, um, so just enjoying the beautiful weather, man. Right on. I had the day very, very happy. I we're going to circle back because we only got a few more hours left. Yes, we'll we'll circle we will circle back on that. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, yeah. it was it was a TikTok heavy day for me. Um, yes. I, 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 pro I probably got four hours of TikTok in today. So man, I am my brain is tired. Mush. It is just mush. So TikTok. Uh, a little I windy. know, and with no inspiration at all. Usually, if I if I'm on TikTok for that long, I you know I, I'll get some insp inspiration to do some videos. They're just I don't know, not they're not crap on there. I got, wrapped around the, I got wrapped around the axle on uh, the Dr. Curry, the psychiatrist on the Johnny Depp uh, trial. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I've been watching, uh, especially on the doctor on TikTok. Um, it's uh, the Dick Doc on TikTok. He's a pro, uh, 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 a men's health uh, a thing. Yeah, yeah like, no, that's not what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> all right. Yes. Yes. So, all right. <laughs> Before we bring on our guest tonight, we want to take a moment to let's just move along. Um, we can't get past that. Um, who is coming in? Oh, that's Stella. Oh, hey, Stella. That's our, our, our dog nosing in the door. Before we bring on our guest tonight, we want to take a moment to thank our sponsors, JC Newman Cigars. Yag oh, am I on the right camera? Oh, Yagua is back. Um, Cigar Medics and Mandola Cigars, We Are the Muscle, Excelsior Tobaccos, maker of the Doña Lydia, GTO Cigars, those who know, smoke GTO, uh, Corona Cigar, and of course, Drew Estate, and Experience Acid. All right, so waiting patiently in the Experience Acid green room is Jeremy McDonald of Wildfire Cigars, and you know how we do it. I like it. I don't like to, to explain 
and and to people when when a guest an artist can play themselves in uh i always love doing that because it kind of gives our uh, um our viewers tonight uh, a little bit of insight of maybe how the show is gonna go um everybody listening on the podcast in the future doesn't have any idea what's going on right now so um head over and watch this on youtube but let's um let let's let's just kind of see what's gonna go on tonight. One shot, two shots, three shots, four shots, Once again, another video where Tony Bellotto wow. is not smiling. The man doesn't smile. We made him smirk when we had him on the show a couple weeks ago. We got a smirk. We still have not made that man smile. That was my only goal. My only goal on the show. You just need Tito's. We need what? Tito's vodka. Tito's? T Tito's vodka gets him to smile real big. Oh, man. That gets Juan Cancel to smile, too. Juan Cancel likes the Tito's. Uh. And uh, ooh, mm. and, uh, also nappy time. Jeremy McDonald, Wildfire Cigars, how you doing? I am well, thanks. It's fun to uh, watch that and it not be something that I was like having to do behind it. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of behind you, are you are you coming from a prison? What's going on with your front glass there? Is that is that is that expandable security fence? It 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 absolutely is. Yeah, it is. Um, so this, I'm in my office, but this office used to be, uh, we did back when I worked with Caldwell, we were, I, I'm out of California. We were doing West coast distribution and fulfillment out of the West coast. So out of this warehouse. So for like California, the Pacific Northwest, Arizona. So we had like metal gates put up and stuff. Cause we had all kinds of product in here and then they stopped using it. Uh, I left with them and then I kept and turned it into my office. Okay. That, that, that's definitely sweet. I like it. Yeah. Kind of a, kind of a cool decor. Are you, are you in like in a really fancy neighborhood where they don't like that? No, I'm not in a fancy neighborhood. Hence the, the metal grate. Oh. Say, Kevin, what the, like, what well, I'm just saying, even, even, if it even was a fancy neighborhood, I would have like, you know, mannequins in the window yeah. and showcasing like, you know, no, no, this is uh, leave the doors unlocked and just keep that grating yeah. on the windows. My my neighbors here do a big inside grow. So if that gives you the kind of oh, idea okay. of the area I'm in, you know, okay. it's it's real high end, real high end. Well, you know, yeah, I mean, I didn't know, you know, if you had all that merchandise, I mean, you know, like rich people like to smoke cigars, too, and they probably want them for free. So, Kevin, I, Kevin, I, you know, Kevin, are you giving gated community a new a new 
term yeah, now. I, I guess. I don't know. I'm just trying, just trying to back it up for me looking dumb for a break. Yeah. The pool is in the other room. We'll help you out. We'll help you yeah, out. Yeah. I got an indoor pool and everything. Just, you know, come on yeah. down, all rich, all you rich folk. Just yeah, yeah, all you rich folk. So, uh, so what, what, are you, what are you smoking tonight? Uh, I am actually smoking a prototype cigar uh, for next coming releases. Oh, we're gonna get we're gonna get to that. That's my very last question. So we're gonna we're not gonna talk about that until the very yep. end of the show now. So uh here I'll switch uh, it. It's just yeah, another yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um we have to start off the show. Um normally we like to start off with some backstory. Like I said before the show, we're gonna be all over the place tonight because uh I don't I don't even know what what you know where we're gonna go, but I have to know um about the time that you and Tony Bellotta, like if I don't, if I don't get this out, I'll, I'll, it's going to bother me through the whole show. So we're going to, we're going to talk about it first where you and Tony were accused of pooping your pants. <laughs> I, I, ha I have to, I have to know that story before we can go any further. All right. So this is kind of like that, that show you did some deep dive and uh, <laughs> yeah, let me give you this. So we were uh, doing a sales meeting for down and back. And per usual, at the end of the night, we were staying in a hotel. Tony and I were sharing a room because we're like bed buddies. We like to cuddle and stuff. <laughs> and uh, it got very late and we were drinking. But um, I can't give it away. So I'll go to the story and then play back what actually yeah. happened. <laughs> so we wake up in the morning. We were up till like five in the morning, just hanging out. And... Uh, we check out and then a couple, like a week or two later, I get my book. Like I'm looking at my credit card receipts and I'm like, what is this? There's this like $275 charge on top of the hotel stay. So I'm like, I got to call because I don't understand. So I call them and I get the front desk and they're like, Oh, hold on. Let me pull up your record or your stay. And then they're like, okay, hold on one moment. You need to speak with our general manager. <laughs> That's never a good sign. And I'm like, all right, what did we do? And so, like, I get the general manager on the on the phone, and she's like, um, I'm like, what is this charge for? This $275. And she's like, we found poo-poo in the room. And I was like, wait, what? And she's like, it, it, there was poop in the beds. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and she's uh, telling me, like, embarrassed, but also very, very, like, dogmatic. And, and she was like, there was poop in the rooms. I'm like, what do you mean there was poop in the rooms? And she said that there was poop in the sheets and that her the, the cleaners um, had to, like, throw away bed sheets because one of the beds had shit on it. And I'm like, did Tony shit the bed and didn't tell me? <laughs> so then I get like Tony on the phone and I'm like, because look, I mean, like, hey, if you're drunk, you know, when in Rome, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like, I mean, I'm not going to put it. And so I'm like, yo, do you remember our stay there? I'm like, did you shit the bed? And he's like, I don't think so. And I'm like, I didn't. I didn't. So like, did you? Because they charged us. So then I call back the thing, the hotel, and I'm like, I want you to send me pictures because <laughs> I want proof. Because I'm like, we got up in the morning and made phone calls and did work 
from the hotel room. So you think we would have noticed if there was doo-doo <laughs> right behind us. It's not like we were in a suite. It was a, uh, you know, a Fairfield Inn. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so they never sent me pictures. We did dispute it with Amex and it got taken off. So they never provided whatever proof. But the best thing I can think of is about 3 a.m. Tony was like, I'm hungry. And I was like, me too. And he went down to the snack bar and he bought like $80 worth of candy bars. <laughs> and we sat in bed while we were drinking, eating candy bars, drunk. Yeah. So I think it was like and like Snickers and Baby yeah. Ruth and all this stuff. We were probably very careless. Using a sheet as a napkin. <laughs> with like, you know, the candy bars in there. But they're like, you know... Cause I was like, maybe Tony did and he doesn't want to tell me. And then I think he was thinking maybe I did and I didn't want to tell yeah. him, but we're so close. It's like, yeah. no, we would have laughed if one of us. Yeah. 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 So the, yeah, the story, but then of course, you know, uh, down in the back and Caldwell never let us live that down because they claim they're like, yeah, sure. It was candy wrappers. You guys both shit the bed. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> so every so every time it's always a poop story with with uh, with uh, Caldwell. So so Jacqueline uh, uh, told me to ask the store uh, ask Tony about the Mister Poopy Pants story. Oh yeah. Um, uh, Tony was the one that that actually asked me. He's like, "Hey, make him tell you the poop in the pants story." Uh, is there a uh, is there a Jacqueline? Because we've already interviewed Robert, and I didn't. There was no poop story come out. I don't know if we'll ever interview Jacqueline because she's not really the thing anymore. Is there a Jacqueline and? And and Robert poop story by chance, you know anybody listening to in the you know that that's gonna like cigar show Tim's listening maybe you'll do him. There is no poop story that I know of of Rob. He's way too cool. Even if he did do do, he would never tell us. Uh, Jacqueline, I'm sure there are poop stories, but yeah. I just can't. Yeah, poop. The I'm new just... loss that found <laughs> poop stain. No, just call it the shit. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I imagine like Robert, he has like like little rabbit poops, like like they're just like they're always in a pile. They're all neat. And, uh, yeah, well, it probably is because like he's almost full fledged veg vegetarian at this point because his oh, wife, his wife is, and so over time, rather than fight it, he's just kind of adapted more and more. So he's essentially like a rabbit diet, anyways. So maybe he's, he's seven seven foot four and weighs eighty seven pounds. <laughs> The guy needs some some meat, you know. It's a uh, I, I don't I, yeah whatever whatever floats his boat and his little tiny rabbit poops all all neat probably smell good come wrapped up. <laughs> that's just that's just Robert though. He just he's that you know that's cool suave sophisticated hanging out at Calais. Told us he was hanging out at Calais Ocho when he was twelve years old. Yeah you know, yeah. So, yeah I, I'm just like that's just I'm like yeah it, it just fits. Um, where, where were where were you at? What were you doing when you were twelve? Where were you at? Um, <clears throat> 12 years old. I mean, I, I guess that's when I started skateboarding or like at 10. I skateboarded. I think that's right about when I started playing guitar. So I was probably in a really, really bad cover band. Um, Cause we, as soon as like all my friends, we got different instruments so that we could form a band. <clears throat> so none of us were good, but we practiced <laughs> in my garage and then like, the only guy that was good was the 
other guitarist who would like learn Metallica solos. So he was the only one who could play notes, but we couldn't play together. But uh, we were probably doing that thinking we're amazing and like we're going to get all these chicks. And that's that's that was the beginning of that era. So 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 none of you had played, you know, like like you didn't have parents, like you just decided to get instruments and play. Yeah, we want. I mean, we were like, what's the easiest way to get chicks play music? Didn't matter. Like we didn't think about the fact that you actually had to be good. Yeah. You know, but but you never, you know, um, uh, you never gave up on it, though, you know, uh, on the music. And, and I, I got I, before you answer, I got a little proof you've never given up on it. Feels like I'm dreaming. Not yet, but This is fun. You sounded pretty good there. Thanks, man. Yeah. It's it's what I do to keep saying. It doesn't make me money, but it's fun. Yeah. (laughs) Also doesn't get me chicks. I mean, that whole thing, like, I guess maybe if you were just someone else and you played music, then it would, then they, (laughs) you know, like, I guess there's too many things working against me. Yeah. So, so what, what, what was your, like, 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 so like, I'm assuming like most kids mo- growing up, like you, you went, did you go through stages of, of different music? Did you go from heavy oh, metal yeah. to Christian to country trying to find your, you oh, know? Yeah. The whole, the whole freaking gamut. Yeah. You know, I started off playing in a horribly bad metal cover band where we butchered really good songs um, the first legit band I was in that wasn't a cover band, it was like Orange. I mean, I grew up in Orange County, so it's like, you know, Southern California punk rock. And okay. I did that. And then um, by the time I got into high school, I had a friend invite me to a show. And then I went to I was like a freshman and it was a hardcore punk show where it was like you know all chugga chugga no solos and just screaming and i was like i found it (laughs) and like i was like for the next you know years uh played in you know bands that are all like one word that look really tough like bold and you know like and uh did that thing and then um i got into my like uh, let's see from there. Oh, then I got into like the the late 90s, early 2000 emo thing when it was like a different than what it turned into in the like latter part. So I was a part of the like, let me show my feelings and cry on stage. And like we, I did that. And then uh, and then I got into like by the time I hit my like early 20s, I started getting into like Americana and like rock and just like American rock. Like so like Bruce Springsteen, Mellencamp. And then all the stuff I grew up on, like the Southern rock and stuff that my parents were, uh, you know, had brought me up on. And then, you know, so it's gone through many and many a stages. And then, you know, a few years ago, I started writing music again because I was just like, I need to pull my gear out and I need to do something for myself. And now it's kind of a combination of everything I grew up on. Yeah. So, 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 so I mean, so here, here's a, a photo of you with uh, some of your, some of the cool gear. So how, how did, uh, how did uh, Louders Then Roar come, come, come about the band that, that we just uh, 
So, um, and then the name Louders. Louders, <laughs> I know, right? Um, well, because like Louders, the roar is the not then, but like I, I was like, we yell a lot in our music, <laughs> and it's really loud, um, you know. And so I was just like, I liked the idea of I don't know. I, I, was, I was trying to be poetic. It doesn't have any like deep meaning. It's just oh, okay. loud, you know. And uh, but no, some friends and I dusted off our like guitars, and I started playing again, like actively in a band and like playing shows, and we were booking stuff. Um, yeah, and playing like the whole kind of circuit around here, and starting we started recording stuff, um, and then COVID hit, and it kind of imploded. One of our guys had like a kind of a mental breakdown and he moved to Colorado. And so it, it's been a, a kind of a slow reforming of like getting back out and playing shows. But, um, but we've recorded, like we've got like eight or nine songs like mastered that we haven't released yet. Cause I'm like, well, I kind of want to have a reason to release them, you know? So we spent all of COVID like during quarantine and stuff um, just recording and writing music. So that, that's cool. So uh, as it normally goes, you'll, you'll be big in like the Hoth, you know, in Germany or Switzerland. Right. And that, that's just, that's the way it always goes. You know, it's just, you're, you know, some little, you know, country and, you know, wherever, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm a God over there, you know, but here, nothing wrong with that, Kev. yeah, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Look at the, look at the Hoth, you know, he relishes know. on that, you know, Mm-hmm. So maybe one day you won't be able to walk down the streets of Amsterdam without being uh, uh, mobbed. So, yeah, who, who, who life, knows? life dreams. dreams. Yeah, 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 that's it. We we can all we can all dream it. Let me tell you, cannot go to Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah, it's a big big thing. It's not what you're thinking. It's yeah. not those other things. It's it's just like I'm 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 a, I'm a rock star over there. Then nobody no, I mean, will believe, nobody will believe you. We're, we're at least a rock star to seven people. I mean, yeah, don't like we're not selling ourselves short here. You're not, and I said, and I, I dig, I dig your music. I said, I, I listen to a couple. I mean, it's you know, you, you got the uh, the YouTube channel. I think you've only got three songs up on your YouTube channel, but uh, but I, I dig it. You know, yeah, so. we got stuff on like the Spotify and you know the yeah. streaming services because, but it's fun, man. I mean, it's 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 more than a hobby because like. I spend more time and it, and it means more to me than like, like I'm not just going to play like nine rounds on the, you know, grass. Yeah. But I also like, I spent years like in a van with friends trying to like make it. And then I was the guy, whenever I left your band, your band got signed. Yeah. So I was like, what I need to do is quit my own band and then like <laughs> let it like, you know, it, then it'll get signed and then I can like live vicariously through what I didn't accomplish. You know, and 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 all the guys that are like like in the cigar industry care how many? I mean, Pete Johnson, you know, never made it in the in the uh, uh, the, the music world. Perdomo, Nick, you know, can slap the drums. Never, never me. You all need. To, everybody keeps saying that we need to put together a band for just the cigar world. You, you know, know this has been something I have thought and tried to assemble for years. Oh yeah, because I thought like, man, how fun would that be? And I've also thought like, oh, at the trade show, like my band should come out and like play like offsite at some dive bar or something, you know, to give people something to do. But it's amazing um, 
with all these musicians in our industry, and there's a lot, none of them want to play in the same room together. They're all fucking egos. Oh, geez. <laughs> it's just like, it's like too cool for school. And it's like, yeah, but man, if you love music, like who cares? Like, let's just, yeah, like, I think it would be rad to have like a cover band come up and then the retailers like can be all the guest singers. And like, you would just have manufacturers backing you up. And I think it would be just a fun night, but like <laughs> people, the uh, people are too, they just take themselves too damn seriously. That's yep. it. You know, it just, it, it'll just be you and Matt Booth with the cowbell. Yeah. It's yeah. all, it's all, it's all it'll be. Cause Matt will do it. You know, Matt oh, Matt'll, Matt's the only one who's agreed to do yeah. it with me. Need more yeah. cowbell, Matt. Yeah, right? yeah, we need, yeah, we need more. I'll play with you, Jeremy. Just uh, yeah. I, I could be the uh, rhythm guitar. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just can you, can you be lead? Because I, I, I would rather <laughs> no. be rhythm. <laughs> I got, I got, I got sausage fingers. These fingers were not made for lead. Yeah. <laughs> so oh. yeah, I, yeah, nobody wants to do anything together. I tried to get Abe uh, at this year's uh, Smoke In. Um, I wanted uh, all the manufacturers, which I thought it would be cool to do it for charity and um um have a mini golf tournament because there's a big one down there but have like a, a celebrity uh like a pro-am you know so like like you get to be partnered up with Saka, you know like he's the one you get a foursome you get you you get pete johnson but apparently getting everybody together nobody wants to be the worst at mini golf and nobody wants to be the worst at, at a band i guess uh, yeah yeah like i said they, it's it's like takes them to they take themselves too seriously yeah, you know, but oh like well. We're so, doing something important here. Yeah, I, I I know. Yeah, yeah, we're just fighting for our lives from the FDA. You know, maybe this will get them off their our asses. You know, if they play them a song talking about why why they shouldn't. You know, but we'll call the song uh, "Cookie Monster." Um, you know, just uh, because because we can't be serious all the time. You know, so you know, um, it'll be yeah. So. <laughs> nobody's touching that one so yeah so we're uh um, i know i want to so bad too but i'm not i'm not my hands are clean <laughs> yeah, yeah that's it oh my god so so you're oh, so you're, you're you're skateboarding around southern california all hopped up on jolt cola you haven't gotten yes. into the cigar world yet but you're but you're 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 going into seminary where did where did you want to become a priest where did they uh you know, where, where did that come from? I mean, that's a super odd story. I don't know if there's like a start to it, but like I grew up in a really, really conservative, very, very con like conservative Christian home. My parents are still very much so that. And it was like, I don't know. It was kind of like part of the deal, I guess, like not like a, a written, hey, you're going to go do this. But it was like. Well, this is what I'm supposed to do, right? So, like, I was playing, you know, uh, music, and then, like, yeah, I started going to seminary, and then uh, they have like this like track program, and I started like working in this church, working with like their youth group, and like real quick, it just got like. I don't know if there was a specific moment. There probably was, but I can't recall, like pin it down to one. But I was just like, I don't know about all. Like, <laughs> it just like, you know, you when you're young, you believe what your parents tell you because you take them like they're telling you the truth. Yeah. And then you get to a point where you start 
thinking for yourself and I'm not discounting their viewpoints, but it was like, I don't know if I feel the same way. And like, I'm heading in this direction that definitely doesn't make sense. And so I, I kind of just like pulled out. It was, but it wasn't like an overnight, uh, like I just never went to church again. And like, it wasn't like throwing the baby out with the bathwater. It was kind of a gradual, like as life experiences happened to me and things where I just like continued to kind of pull further and further back. And like, it, it was, yeah, it was uh, definitely a point which uh, I'm very thankful that I, it did not keep progressing that way because uh, I, I, I don't know. I think it would be a very different life, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously, much, much different life. Obviously, so about, a very so, different life. So how old were you? What, you know, what, what about age? Age time was that? Uh, 18. Was okay. When I, like, I mean, I finished high school and then directly, like, I had like half a summer. And then I went in to, to seminary at 18. And then I stayed for a year. And then, and then, uh left the school knew that was not like a direction I was going to continue moving towards. And then it was a, kind of a bigger transition over the next couple of years where I kind of like pulled back. All right. So, 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 so you left that and then eventually um, um, I, I know you get a job at a, at a cigar lounge, but I did, I, you know, I don't know the story between those two. Like, so you left seminary, you get a job at a lounge. Like, what were you doing during that that time? During that time, I was I was playing music. Like, I was okay. playing guitar for other bands and like touring around, like you know, like on small labels, like just having a blast, like just playing music. And so it was. The tours were never for my own band. And at that point, I didn't even. It wasn't my own bands. So I was just playing guitar for different guys, like a couple different projects, and just having fun. That's all like, you know, I, I was just having fun. Okay. Your pa parents, not, not hounding Jeremy. What are you going to, what are you doing with your life, Jeremy? Well, yeah, they still, oh, think yeah. I'm, they still think I'm going to have a career soon. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. 20 something years later in the cigar industry. And I think they, they think I'm going to, you know, come back to like work in the church here sometime too soon. Yeah. yeah. So. It's just a fad. He's going to yeah. outgrow it. He's, 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 a, he's, a, he's a young boy. He's just having a little, like, you know. <laughs> He's just yeah. a phase. Yeah, I, I, I think so. So, yeah. so, so you get, so you get your first job at at, at a cigar lounge, and uh, and and I've heard, I've heard the story, um, but uh, uh, for people that may not know, you know, since you are pretty hidden from the world of social media, you haven't done a ton of interviews. How did how did you get the, your job at, at the first your first cigar lounge? So I was. Um, I think at that time I was working at Trader Joe's and I got into cigars um, when I turned 18. Like I was like waiting on my 18th birthday, like, you know, went and bought a cigar because I knew I was going to be a cigar smoking guy. Like I just knew it like because I grew up, my uncles smoked them and I was always like fascinated by them. And I was like, I'm going to be like them one day. So it was more like not the aesthetic, but more like what it was like the, the, they were men and they sat and like, I, I don't know, something drew me to it. It wasn't like it was the tobacco. It was like what they were doing. And so I, I started smoking cigars when I was 18 and they're expensive. So when I was working at Trader Joe's, 
it's like, you know, champagne on a beer budget. So I went to the shops I was going to and I asked all of them if they needed help because I was hoping to offset some of my costs. <laughs> and uh, it was about, a, I don't know, six months to a year later, um, the main store I was going to or most frequently um, was getting ready for the RTDA, um, which is then yeah. become the IPCPR and now the PCA. But that uh, they were like, hey, we need someone to watch the store. Do you want to do it? And I was like, yep. And I took like a vacation, my week vacation at Trader Joe's. And I worked in the shop and then I never left. Um, so I still worked a couple jobs simultaneously because it was a gradual thing. But within like, you know, a year, I was I quit my other job and was only working at the cigar shop. And then, you know, then I ordered, like became the guy who did the ordering and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It just was a gradual. And I, I did it for just shy of 12, 12 years. Okay. So, so, so during that time. And so, and, and, and I know a little bit from there, we'll, we'll keep going on, but I don't know where, where this falls or, or if this is the shop, so, 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 so this is Cigar Parlay. That is uh, for anybody that doesn't know Delicia Silva, Cigar Vixen. I'm not sure of the man in the middle. I think he's your partner at that point. What was what was Cigar Parlay? Where was that at in, in the timeline that you're referring to now? Now, that's a deep dive. That That's that's some fun. Um, I so after working retail, I, I started repping. I was working with CLE under Christian oh. Roa. And then okay. that's how I met Robert when he had the Winwood brand. So I was the West coast sales rep. When I left that company there, um, Rob had asked me if I wanted to leave to come aboard with him to start Caldwell. But there was about a six month, five month gap. So I needed to find something to do because I had quit the job with CLE and I like had no source of income for a few months. So a friend of mine wanted to start like a full like event service for like, you know, private parties and stuff. We bring a mobile lounge to you and all this kind of stuff with cigars. So I was doing that with him. And that was the in-between of CLE and the beginning of Caldwell Cigars. Okay, so you were doing the mobile lounge care. I know that's popular. You've got you've yeah, got a few in your area here, yeah. now. So that was before. That was a whole big, you know. It seems like that's making the resurgence now. You know, yeah, we kind of we did a couple like corporate parties and stuff, and you do like a stand and repeat thing, and it was like, you know, like <clears throat> it, it it was a cool. It was it it was a cool thing while it was it it was a short lived thing for me because like once Caldwell started, I didn't have. You know, all the logistics of Cigar Parlay, like, was my end of it, or, like, because of the cigar connections and all this stuff. My friend Tony that was in the middle, he was more the visionary, and he has, a like, a clothing line that, like, he did a series with, like, Drew Estate. Like, he made those, like, years ago, those jean jackets that were all tricked out, like, from Drew Estate. I was um, wondering where, because you every now and then you see one, and I was wondering where those came from. They were handmade by him. So okay. he did like a deal with them. So he's not in our industry, but like he was in the fashion realm. He did clothing, yeah. but it just was way too much for that infrequent of a, 
you know, it wasn't going to sustain. And I had already, like, I thought, oh, maybe I could keep doing it while Caldwell starts. But like when we started and hit the pavement running, like there was no time for anything else. So it kind of fell by the wayside. Okay. So where did, because, because in, in, in the cigar world, you know, like in the real world, you have your seven degrees of separation from Kevin Bacon in the cigar world. We've been doing this show for like two years now. Um, and it's a seven degrees from Tom Lazuka. I never knew like Tom Lazuka was in everywhere. Someone told me there's a story like you and Tom Lazuka. He introduced you or got you in. I don't know the whole story of where Tom Lazuka fits into into York. So it's always Tom Lazuka always comes back. Yeah, there. no, I mean, well, I mean, like, <laughs> so I had uh, I was working retail, had gotten to the point where I wanted to get on the other side of it, as like a lot of us do. And um, so I had, uh, I did, at the shop I was at, we did an event for the original OSOP. So the one shot, one kill, when it was combined with Matt Booth, Edgar Hoyle under Davidoff. So yeah. we did the, like the release party for that. So Tom came out because CLE was just starting and they were interviewing some cat in California for the sales job. So I met Tom at the store. He came and I was doing the event. And so we just like hung out all night and like had a ton of fun. And I was like, Hey, like, can I throw my name in the hat? And he's like, well, we're like, we're offering it to someone. And I was like, okay, cool. But can I throw it in? And he was like, well, sure. And then like three weeks later, he called me and he was like, Hey, that guy, uh, like it didn't work out. Do you want it? And I was like, yeah. So then He's like, can you fly to Colorado? I'm here. I think it was for Rocky Mountain or something, something of that nature. And uh, so I went out there and like signed the paperwork. And, I, and then I was there was no interview because we had spent all night together talking and just getting oh, to know man. each other. You know, and, and, and my local lounge, this is probably going back two years, uh, the guy found and I and I find a lot of my vintage stuff there. He found two vintage boxes of uh, the original O-Socks. And uh, he's like, hey, you know, you want these are only like 80 bucks a box. And uh, and I go, I go, no, no, I've not, you know, I've never, I didn't I didn't know of them at that time. I kicked myself in the ass right now <laughs> because because what those boxes yeah, would do. be worth. He actually just messaged me last week and uh, and I went down to a shop and bought some stuff. And he's got three boxes of original like Edgar Hoyles. Um, uh, and uh, and uh, he's like, hey, do you want these? And I go. I do because I know what they're worth, but I go, people that smoke, you know, Edgar Hoyle doesn't know who the hell Edgar Hoyle is, you know, I don't, I, I, you know, so I'm like, nah, I'll, I can't unload them, you know, so, but those boxes of O-Socks, man, gone, I kick, kick myself in the ass for, for not, for not picking those up. Yeah, it, it, it was, yeah, it's a, that was a fun event too, a really fun event, it yep. was just so, a party. So, so you go, so you, you, you go to work for, so you, you, you were with Robert obviously before, you know, lost and found before, before call. So who was on the team at that time where, I mean, who, I mean, cause Robert comes to you, you know, you're coming to him, you know, was, was uh, a Tony there was Jacqueline there. Who was, who was on the team? So Jacqueline was on the team. So the way Jacqueline also worked under Christian and Tom Lazuka, like, Oh, I, I, okay. I didn't know that, that she was with them. Okay. So, but the, here's the little, like Jacqueline got her start working for Tony Bellotto in his stores. And then she got the job to move to Miami and work for CLE. So I met Jacqueline 
um, working with CLE. I didn't have a rapport yet with Tony. Um, in the time of CLE, that's when Rob and Tony became friends because they did events around surrounding Wynwood, the brand. So, and then Tony started making La Barba cigars under Christian Aroa. They weren't distributed by CLE, but they were being made out of, the, um, they were being made by Christian. Um, so we all started, I didn't really have a, a relationship or know Tony yet because I was just the West Coast guy. And I met Jacqueline, you know, at sales meetings and things like that. But it, it Rob had the brand. The, I was always a cigar nerd and there wasn't really anything in the portfolio that appealed to the cigar nerd because you had like CLE, which was at that point, the very base, like pretty classic, you know, because you had the Corenta, like you had a Connecticut, a Habano and a Crow and then Asylum 13. But none of that was like the nerd in me was geeking out until Wynwood. Like, and so I started getting it legs on the West Coast. So Rob started traveling out here a lot and then we became friends and then I was on the road with Rob. We were in uh, Seattle doing a strand of events when he decided he was going to leave. And so he told me like, I'm just not in this anymore. Like, I, I don't know what to do, but I'm not in this. And I'm like, well, you got to finish these events because you're going to fuck me otherwise. <laughs> so he finished the event and then that next like flew home Friday, Saturday resigned and split ways with Christian. So Rob and I remained friends and he would come out to California and we were hanging out and stuff and while he was trying to figure out what to do. And then uh, Jacqueline left on her own accord. And then uh, Rob, as he figured out, oh, I'm going to start my own company. He like was like, hey, Jacqueline, do you want to like start this with me? And she was like, yeah. And then he, like, we were hanging out one night and he was like, what do you think? Like, you want to come aboard? And I was like, hell yeah. So the original cast was Jacqueline, Robert, myself. And then there was a guy uh, named Wilson who used to be in the industry. Now he's like uh, in the weed. He does like Gonjarillo. He does like premium cigar wrapper over weed. Like okay. super high end, expensive blunts. So, so th that's where Jack Jacqueline is now in the weed, yeah. right? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and she's a part of Wildfire, but just not in the like forefront. So like she and I have be like like you all end up doing when you're working together, you become friends. So like Tony and I became, uh, you know, really good friends. Rob and I, and then Jacqueline and I, and since she moved out to California for Weed Maps, then I like, you know, she and I just got even closer. And so when I left to do my thing, like I was like, hey, I like, you want to help me? And she was like, of course. So it's, I've got her in the back background. Okay. So you never left the West Coast. Like you never came to Miami, moved and uh, did the whole East Coast thing. No, nah. Okay. So, so when, when you joined with Robert and then Jet, you know, hey, I, I want to do a thing. Are you on board? Was there a, a game plan? You know, was was the the lost and found? You know, I know it was you know something you know the, a different name before that, but uh, was that you know or just like? And then did you have a role or just like, hey, let's just do this? And 
I mean, it was kind of like a, a clusterfuck because, yeah, in so if you knew at the end of Winwood, he was doing this whole project called the Factory Fresh, right? And it was this yeah. whole concept of like rolled pack ship the same day of a cigar. So to try to emulate the experience of a fresh rolled cigar, right? So then he decided before starting Caldwell, because he actually started Lost and Found, which was impromptu. Impromptu. That launched before Caldwell did because all he was doing was going to other factories while he was like working on his blends and he started buying like old stuff that was like sitting in every factory at that point had them. And then he started putting it out just under like tongue in cheek branding. And that was a partnership between him, Tony and Jacqueline. Like Jacqueline did all the branding. Tony did the like, these are the guys who are going to get it. And Rob was getting the cigars. So it was like a, it's not so much that way anymore, but like that was, that was originally never supposed to be like anything more than a fun project. Like it wasn't what it is now. And, um, but that, yeah, cause that launched like three months before Caldwell did. Okay. So when we'd made the announcement to the industry that we were like coming to the market under Caldwell, it was also the actual physical launch of Lost and Found. So it was an event and we had three different lines that were only carried by Tony Bellotto at the Havana house. Okay. So was there like a little industry, you know, I mean, it was a short time, you know, but like Drew Estate, you know, for they were the wacky tobacco company, you know, did the assets. They, they were going to launch regular, you know, cigars, a lot of pushback from the industry. You know, was there any of that like pushback? Like, hey, you guys are kind of, you know, you're lost in impromptu. Now you're going to try and make your own your own cigars. No, I don't think so. I mean, people have plenty of problem with Lost and Found and the concept of it. But like uh, it didn't have any kind of bearing on Caldwell because he had already established, even though it was a short spell, he had already established having a brand on the market under Winwood, like because it was partnered with Christian. Yeah. So I mean, like you have like credence, like you, you yeah, got, okay, like, yeah, real people behind your brand, and he had national distribution. So even though it was a, a short-lived brand, it it had the backing, you know, of like powerhouses in the industry so when caldwell came to market even though we were going under a different uh factory and all that kind of stuff it didn't conflict it caused a lot of confusion because people didn't understand it yeah. they're like is this caldwell are these lost and found cigars not caldwell and it's like no these are not cigars that were blended these are cigars that were purchased right. you know that have been rebranded and it's like a cracker jack box like you don't know what you're gonna get it's a fun, just kind of like project for those nerds that want them. And like it would it wasn't what it is now because now it's like a whole thing, like a brand, but it, it was it was never meant to be that. It just kind of like turned into that. Oh what yeah, was, the, yeah. What, go ahead, Kara. Well, what what was the you said that there's a pushback with lost and found early on. What what was the pushback with that? I think the biggest pushback is like there were so like because there were so many releases, there was confusion between what is Caldwell cigars and what right. is this other thing. And there's so many releases, like it was too much for the industry to digest because they didn't know how to. Like it really was built for online retailers, not B&Ms. Because mm -hmm. B like none of them had bands. They were just in, 
you know, butcher paper with a sticker on it. So if you opened it on the shelf, try selling that. Right. Yeah. You don't know what the cigar is. You don't know anything about the cigar and it has no band and identity. So it wasn't. So a lot of people were like, you guys are just putting out too much. And it's like Caldwell has put out none of that. Like, so initially I hated lost and found because it caused my, like it, it made so much more for my job like to have to deal with like putting out fires that actually had nothing to do with Caldwell cigars, mm-hmm. but it gotcha. reflected because it had Rob's name behind it. Yeah. And, and it was at that time, like I said, nobody had ever done that before. Like that wasn't, that wasn't a thing, you know, no. now, now it's just like everybody, you know, even, even I do it on our side, on the trash panda cigar side, you know, on the very little, I mean, Robert buys tens of thousands of cigars. I buy fifties of cigars at, at, a, at a time because there are none left. Like there's, there's almost, mm-hmm. there's, there's almost nothing that has not been lost and then now found. Right. You know? But, but right. yeah, I mean, I, I can't even imagine the industry at that time trying to wrap their heads around that concept. Like you're doing what now? These cigars are from who? How, how do you not know, you know, what, what and, they are? And there was also kind of this misnomer that he was like, paying 50 cents a cigar and then charging $10 or $12. Right. But the thing is, is like, he never disclosed what the cigars were, but there were a couple that people could figure out because like, maybe it was a particular size and a limited Mm -hmm. from a particular company that was too obvious. And it's like, I remember all this like kickback, but it's like, okay, this cigar was $17. Then eight years prior, it was, $17 you're buying it for nine and you bought it with eight years of age on it no one said it's going to taste better it's just a fun thing for you to get to try because that was the whole concept is like I want you to try something that's very aged if you don't do your own aging yourself right and but they're like but because there was so much like there's so much secretive about who made it and like what the cigars were because these factories would not be selling him cigars if he was like, Hey, FYI, this is such and such yeah. cigar. Yeah. So people thought like, Oh, he's buying it for 50 cents and he's charging 10 where the majority of the time he was buying stuff that had been LEs or runoffs that like maybe a, maybe a manufacturer bellied up and didn't pay an invoice yeah. to a menu. Like, so not all of them were super Supreme. I mean, like, you know, like, cigars but they were all aged as fuck at at that point you know oh yeah you know because i i've gotten just a couple of emails you know because because we try like said you know like the osocks you know and we've got some that were i think the cao um concert series Mm -hmm. you know a a couple people like hey you know back in the day that was a four dollar cigar you're you're selling it for 12 it's 20 years old you know, don't think I, I didn't buy it. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I, I didn't buy it for 50 cents. Like you were saying, right, you know, I, right. I, I bought it for more than it originally sold for. And sure. if, if you want a 20 year old, well-aged cigar, you're, 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 you're going to pay that for it, you know? So, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, now like just everything. And I, and I know, and I know he's catching some slack for a new one, but we won't, we won't go into that at all. Um, so yeah, yeah. Here's the one thing, you know, I will say in regards to that, that if you know, Robert very well, the dude always gets the last word in (laughs) whether it's going to benefit him or not. 
like it's just I'm watching this whole thing unfold and I'm laughing because I know Rob so well and it's like he's like the guy that's like friendly and this and that and then sticks a knife in your stomach you know like <laughs> and like but and I'm just like ah oh, this isn't gonna be good for anyone but like that's it did, did he ever, did he ever get you into his weird obsession with a uh, uh, licorice are you a big licorice fan well, I mean, he has tried for years to get me into. I mean, I do, but some of the stuff he likes is so bitter that it's just like and salty that like I just can't handle it. But yeah, no, I mean, like you go to the trade show, he's. I normally had the bottle of bourbon, and he would have the licorice. And, and you want you want a free swig? Hey, you want some licorice? Like it yeah. was it was a weird combo, <laughs> but always available at the Caldwell booth. Yeah, he he sent me some. I sent care some. He sent me like this little jar. And it was full of, and it had like thousands of like these little pieces that were mm -hmm. like the size of a yeah, ballpoint. Yeah, Kara's got them right there. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I opened up the jar, sprinkled about a dozen in my hand, and just yeah. like, oh, these are tiny. And then I popped them, and I remember messaging Kara, like wrecked my mouth for like two days, like destroyed. Yeah, everything. You in, inside me, I have and, these. Uh, I have these out here uh, for my enemies. Yeah, <laughs> would you like a piece of licorice? And I think it was from like Switzerland. And and I love liquor. I love black licorice. I love it. But he sent me that, and I'm like, I am never taking licorice from Robert Caldwell again. I just don't. I don't understand like how like he either either he didn't like it. And he's like, oh, this stuff was crap. I'll send it to Kevin. You know, so or he really liked it because I'll tell you what, if you put a handful of them in your mouth, just one I of them did. crushed me. And and it destroyed yeah. me. Like, yeah, like yeah. just uh, it just oh, it, it was it was brutal. So 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 you and Tony obviously um um great friends. Like I said we played earlier the uh, um the intro to your uh, to your show uh, four shots, which uh, which I'm about five episodes deep. I love it. I absolutely love it. I think it's a great concept. Um and and if uh, anybody wants to know, uh, um just Google on YouTube four shots. You'll you'll find the uh, the show. There's not a ton of them. But they're but they're I, great. I love how it yeah. like looks like kind of like real world meets like. The, oh like, yeah, yeah. It was like yeah. if the real world was shot, like college, you know. Like, yeah, you know, like in the seventies uh, or yeah, something, in the early eighties. <laughs> you know, so so how, how did how did that come about? How did you and Tony? I mean, because that was like twenty twenty or so. So yeah, yeah. It was, was quarantine, and like we were like, what the hell are we gonna do? And then we were like, you know what? We're both on the manufacturing side. You have all these like you know, uh, podcasts or different things out, but you don't really have anything from like manufacturers getting other manu like interviewing manufacturers and just people in our industry. Cause yeah. many of our guests were not like we had retailers. We just had friends. Like it was just randomness, but it really, it was a way for us to like, I mean, it was debaucherous because the first, first episodes like it was like going back to your first, a freshman year of college because like the amount of shots we were doing my daughters have a hilarious story from our first episode where i passed out and threw up in my living room <laughs> after the show and it was 7 p.m because it was from six to seven and i had done like 13 <laughs> shots and it, i was drinking rum and then i just like laid on the ground and then they thought i was puking up blood uh, and I was like, okay, I got to get a handle on this. Like we have to like slow this because it, it was like going back 
yeah and it was uh but it was just boredom and and we we're like hey this would be fun and i loved it and, but it it just got um as everything started opening up again then it was like well dude i'm the national sales manager i got to get back on the road plus i was working on like he knew behind the scenes and so did brandon the producer that i was working on my new brand and it was like it was just too much at that time to like be able to maintain that and like do a full-time job and try to start a company underneath that oh yeah i i, I imagine i know she never had robert on the show or, or did i miss that or did i miss <laughs> no that, that was a hundred percent intentional oh, okay we, we we were gonna turn it into a shtick like how uh what is it uh which show never has Matt Damon like time on like uh, what Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah, so yeah. we were going to turn it into a bit because we would tell Rob <laughs> that he was going to be on the show, but we never sent him the link. Yeah, and we did do that as for our own enjoyment, but then like we never got to like embrace it and get it to be part of the show. But it was because it was like, yeah, yeah, we'll have you on next week, and like. And then we didn't, we wouldn't, we wouldn't tell, call him before the show and we would just do our show. Um, but it was like, it was our own enjoyment, but yeah, he, he would have done it. We just never let him on the show. That, that, that's awesome. That was, uh, yeah. That, you know, I, 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 yeah, I, I can't, I can't even imagine you, Tony, Jacqueline, just, just the chaos uh, that, that ensued. You know, obviously you, you did, you did great business. Um, were you, like I would assume the most difficult possibly to work with, you know, or, you know, cause, cause you're like Matt Booth, you're, you're, you're out there, you know, you're, you're a little, you're a little wacky, little zany, even, even uh, back in 2016, Rob, you know, Robert in an interview. Um, and I quote said, he is the slowest, most lackadaisical person I have ever worked with. It takes him an hour to boil water, but by the end of the day, he <laughs> outsmoked, out drank and outsold everybody in the room. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, I definitely have my way of doing things. That's for okay. damn sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, well, he's Rob and I, it took us a long time to like learn how to work together because like, it doesn't look like I'm methodical, but like when I do things it intentionally and I put like time into it and he's very impulsive, he's very reactionary and and so like us together, like it took like three years before he wouldn't call me at 6 a.m. But I just would never pick up the phone because I was three <laughs> hours behind. And I would just like to actually teach him, I'm not going to start at 6 a.m. I don't fucking care that you're up. Like, you know, like it. it so it was a learning process. But I mean, yeah, we're very different personalities. But I think in some ways that like helps because like sometimes rob needs tempering and like with certain things and like i think that like even though i don't look like i was the guy that did that i did i was or i kept a lot from getting to him like you know like i probably had i been still been there would have probably nipped this whole new thing in the bud before yeah. it got anywhere but like um you know now i just get to watch it and watch the <laughs> shit show you know, and, 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 and I don't, and I'm not a part of it, so I can be like, "Hey, man, that's fine. You do you." Yeah, you know. See, I would have thought Robert was the, um, like the, the methodical. You know, he just that, that just seems to be his, 
you know, always got his ducks in a row. And, well, he you know, does. Yeah. But when he decides something, like, it's like that or nothing. You know what I mean? So if it's like, if he's going a direction, you know, you just, yeah, then you just get in line. And because, like, that's where you're going. Um, like this is the hill I'm gonna die on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, so you just get up next to him and then try and stay maybe a little ahead of him. You know, all right. So if you really want to do this, you know, let's you know, let's 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 do it this way. That's. I mean, I loved the relationship. Like any, like anything, right? Any marriage, any kind of like relationship, like has its like ups and downs and quirky, like you know, personalities bumping, like butting heads and stuff like that. But like. You know, I think what we did in the time that I was there, like I was really proud when I left. And I and I think like we for for not knowing what the fuck we were doing, I think we did a pretty good job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that 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 you did, you know, for you know, for for sure. You know, it's a, a, a staple in everybody's humidor. You know, uh, everybody has some kind of lost and found. You know, some somebody everybody has some kind of Caldwell. Yeah. You know, we have more vintage Caldwell. You know, the the all out kings. You know, um, uh, yeah, that that, that one. Night. You know, which which you may be able to answer this. You know, thinking about that, I didn't even think uh, all out kings with Drew Estate. You remember the that project launching? Very well. Was the original all out kings made at Hoya, not a uh, La Fabrica Drew Estate? Uh it was supposed to come out of the samples that actually were the, the, the prototypes didn't come out of Hoya nor there. They were like, uh, Robin Willie had done the final blending over at LT Tom. Okay. So they had, because it was getting too hard for them to go over there and go back and forth. So they brought the tobacco over there and then that's where they like finalized the blends was actually in Miami. Okay, because we got a couple boxes left over from the original run. We got those from Ronnie at Secreto, mm -hmm. um, and uh, and and he's you know and he he still tells the story. You know, hey, they were they were originally you know Hoya because the bands were changed, and he got them at PC or RTDA, and like that you know he got got some boxes, and then they changed boxes and they changed bands. So Ronnie, you know, that's that's the story of that. Me getting hey, that story. Everything's got a story in this industry. I remember, when they, I remember being at a cigar shop when they first uh, received them and opened them up, and I grabbed the first couple out of it. It's funny, man. That cigar, when it came out, <laughs> it was kind of like dead on arrival because the, anticipa the anticipation, it was a year and a half. Yeah. I think it was like nothing could live up to the expectation of a year and a half hype. And then it came out, and it did its thing, and then it like when dormant and now it's like a white, white whale like as, yeah like mm -hmm. anything right people are like oh if you can find them like oh man and and then they do smoke like i smoked one like two weeks ago from like some that i have and i was like it's a damn good cigar i didn't necessarily feel that way with the production but uh but there was a lot of factors and things that like went into that whole thing that some you got to remember at that time that was also during the transition of Swisher taking over Drew Estate, and so yeah. a lot of the things that were supposed to happen didn't necessarily happen, and like it just it kind of got jumbled around, and you know, yeah, that was that was the back in the day of the cool names like you can't come out with a cigar now called Pimp Stick because 
you would just be ostracized in the uh, in the community because of the word pimp, you know. But back then, you know, you could have a cigar called the pimp stick or the or a Vitola, you know. Anyways, so you probably could have the pimp stick now as long as it didn't have a food or cartoon character on it. You'd be good. Yeah, you know, I, I guess the PC culture <laughs> hasn't, you know, really taken too too get their grips into us now to where you know you you couldn't use the word you know pimp you know but um but let's let so so that brings us to the wildfire wildfire so so you, you're doing the show back in 2020 so that you know so so tony uh um the, so they kind of knew what so how long you know what year you know was it where you're really like hey i, I want to venture out and kind of do something a little bit different well i i had in in 2000 i would I think it was a show in 2018. I sat with him because, you know, I was like a partner in Caldwell. Um, and so I sat with the owners and I like, I was telling them like, I don't know how much longer I can do this. Like I'm, I'm kind of at my ends for personal reasons and things that were going on in my life. And I was like, you know, I have kids. I want to be there when they grow up. Like, you know, I'm tired of like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but that's where the conversation began. And then early, uh, I'd always like thought like, well, I can work on stuff at the end of the year when I have time off. But then like the year would start, I didn't get something started. And then the next year would happen. So as soon as COVID hit and like we got stuck, I mean, Orange County, we, we were like, it was over a year. Like we oh, yeah, like, essentially yeah. could not leave. Mm-hmm. It was re- and so I had a conversation really on, really early on with Robert first. And then I brought in the partners to like, Hey, I think like, I want to go for this on my own. Um, and I like went to Rob to kind of like, what do you think? Like, and he was like, do it, man. Let's like, you should, he's like, you, you've helped us. You've done. So he was like a hundred percent go for it. And he's like, let me talk, you know, and then we had a meeting with the other owners and then I talked to Tony individually and like told him what was going on. And so almost all of 2020, uh, I think like in February or like, no, like I guess April is when I started the like process to like get funding, searching out a factory and then starting with blends like that, the, the factory thing happened real quickly because I knew who I would want to work with. It was just getting them aboard. Um, and it so, was how, just... so how did, how did you choose your factory? Because with Caldwell, with lost and found, you, you had your choices of probably a hundred, you know, a hundred factories. You know, I know Robert's been doing a lot with Henderson. Um, why, why was Henderson not like the, you know, your initial thought versus Hoya? The main reason, well, there was twofold. The main, the first and foremost, I didn't want to, be looked at as if I was riding the coattails of what Caldwell had built. Okay. You know, because I didn't want to come out of the same factory because um, I didn't want my cigars to be looked at as like, Oh, this is Jeremy. Now he's just doing another like offshoot of Caldwell, you know? Um, And so that was first. And then secondly, what I predominantly smoked on my own were Nicaraguan cigars, not Dominican. Okay. So I wanted to go to Nicaragua and Hoya was the first factory I visited when I was a retailer. I love that they were the oldest and it was like, man, if I could get any factory, I would go to them because they don't make a ton of stuff for other people. 
like they're much more select. They're a classic company that I think gets like over or looked a lot because they're not necessarily where all the cool new shit's coming out of. And so I was like, I know I could get some like really fucking cool stuff. Like, and, and, you know, if I could get them to work with me. And when I called Juan um, at Hoya, at first he thought I was trying to buy a lost and found series. <laughs> like he was like, well, I don't really have anything right now. And I was like, no, 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 no. And it was such a funny conversation. Cause I was like, no, like I'm going out on my own. And then his first thing was, well, does Robert know? And I was like, he does, man. I'm not fucking anybody over. Like I got his blessing. Cause he like, didn't want to be involved in any like cigar drama, which I get, but like, you know, I kept the relationships good, you know, so that it was like a smooth, as smooth as it could be. And uh, it, then they agreed to make the cigars and then we started working on the blends immediately. And then before I found the funding to get the company going. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you got in at a good time. Cause I think Juan just announced, uh, I think I was watching him on Abe show KMA <clears throat> two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. And, um, and they said Hoya is like, like they're, they're done. There's no more, no more cigars coming out of Hoya. That's not Hoya. Like they're just at their limit on who they're producing for. And there's just not something they're interested in, I guess, doing from here on out. Yeah, it definitely like I got in at a great time because like there was a boom, right? Or we've been in a boom, but it's been because, you know, largely due to the pandemic. Right. But it's been good and bad because I sold everything. But the wait time and the lead time has gotten much bigger in between getting product. But we had a cigar that was supposed to launch this year that they were like, we can't do it till 2023. And and they're like, we're not bringing on any new stuff, but like we can't even get we can maintain your existing lines, but we can't add anything new until. And so like it's a great time to be in the market, but it's also a really hard time because like. I don't have a portfolio. You know, the single was a one here and like here and done. The revivalist is my only core line. And to like support yourself off of three SKUs, it's not the easiest of things to do. <laughs> and because I'm not using reps or anything. So it's like, but I mean, I'm I'm making it work. Now, now care how how is your cigar doing? Um, um how how you digging it? It's going well. This is okay. it's, it's really nice. It's uh, got some great flavor. It had a um, little smokiness to it, in, in with my palate, um, burning well. Uh, just uh, yeah, you're all, yeah. I see very, you're smoking it down to the nub there. Yeah, no, it's 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 a delicious cigar. It actually mellowed out in the in the last third. Believe it or not, somewhere in the second third, I was really getting some smoky flavor to it. Um, I don't want to say fire cure, but it had kind of like that in, in the, in the, uh, in the background um, and some really good, good spice, nothing overly peppery. And then at last third really kind of mellowed out and uh, is, is mellowed out very, very nicely. So, so, so you're, you're starting this new company during COVID lockdown. <clears throat> Obviously nobody's traveling anywhere. Um, were you just talking with Juan? Were you getting samples how did that whole process go with, with working with them during such a hard time? Yeah, for for that, um, for those two blends, they had to be done exclusively back and forth through mail. So it was like, here's what I'm thinking. And then them sending samples. 
and then uh, can we try to add this? Can we do this? And obviously, largely with the guidance of their own lenders. Um, so normally you would go down and it would be the same process typically, but you would be right there and you could kind of like make the changes like on site. And then plus you could, you could touch it like the, you know, Hoya, you know, the tobacco's there, mm -hmm. you know, you, you could touch it, you could feel it. So yeah, that's gotta be a little, you know, just a, a little difficult. Yeah. It was not a smooth process, but um, the good thing is, is that like, it didn't come to the table uh, empty handed as far as like there were ideas and like, you know, I am by no means like, do I claim to be a blender? But every time, you know, I've been in the Dominican and this and that, I enjoy the process and trying to put this with that and, you know, having them rolled so I could, you know, to, to, to uh, engage and learn myself. So like the, those two blends were much less hands-on obviously that you would then you would hope um like to do when you want i mean that being said i mean the majority like a lot of the brands in this industry are like oh here we made this cool put my band on it you know i mean like let's yeah. not let's not we're not all craftsmen here in that manner you know but i re it is a passion of mine that i do love tobacco but like i said like i'm not a blender i mean i just spent time down in Honduras, uh, not at their factory, but working on something else. And it was literally like, you're in the room, here's all your tobacco, we'll see you in a, in a week. And I must have put together, no joke, a hundred plus blends, like actually bunching and rolling them myself to find two that were smokable to me. <laughs> wow. So, so if that gives you, it's not you could you could take it two ways. I'm super picky and I have a great palate, or I don't know what I'm fucking doing and I'm having to learn. <laughs> it's it's okay. leaning more towards I do have a, a, a discriminating palate, a little bit of both, but I also don't know what the fuck I'm doing and I'm having to learn. Like I had to have them teach me how to bunch it and roll, like you know, and that that experience actually in Honduras was the most immersive experience I've ever had with tobacco. So it's something I love and I want to like. You know, you want to get your hands dirty and be involved with it, but like the, you know, it doesn't always. Blends don't always come about that way. So, so will those blends, you know, so you weren't, you know, at Hoya, um, your, your blend will those be through Hoya? You know, were you at, uh, or th those are going to be someone, a, a different factory and a different. No, I mean, like, the the reality is, um, I love Hoya and I will continue to use them um, for my core lines. But my game plan is to use multiple factories to get like do LEs that they might that that be reoccurring, so to speak. Right. Yeah. So maybe seasonally or things like that. If because if I just stick with where I'm at, like there's no way to sustain a company right now off of, you know, like when I'm being when I have to wait a year to get the next thing. Yeah. And since I don't want to saturate the market with hundreds of accounts, the only way to do it is to bring new SKUs to market. Because I have mm. to keep the wheels turning within the existing retailers that are carrying it. And so because of that, I'm going to other factories as well. Um, you know, and I might go over, like I've had conversations and Henderson and something like that. Now I, I, I don't mind 
using yeah. that factory and doing something that I just did, you know, because you don't have to make it taste like a Caldwell, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, and and that was something you know, and I and I would say probably maybe like ten, eight, ten years ago. That was something that maybe was looked down upon a little bit. Hey, why is this guy using two, three factories? You know, now it's just like, that's just the thing. You know, I think people just understand, you know, factories can only put out so much, you know, and then, you know, especially, you know, and it, I guess to me, it entices me into a blend, you know, like, like, you know, if, if a, a certain cigar is like, I really don't like, you know, some, like, like Pete Johnson Tatuaje. I'm not a huge fan of, you know, I, I love Pete. We're good friends, but. I don't like a lot of his stuff, but, you know, but if he goes and does something different in another factory, I'm like, oh, hey, you know, these other cigars, I know what the profile is going to be. Right. You know, so, I, you know, well, I'll, I'll definitely look into that other factory. And there's something I think that's kind of fun. Like if you have like, oh, here's my cigars that are made out of Dominican. Here's my Nicaraguan cigar. Here's my Honduran blends. Here's like, why not? Like there's no mm -hmm. rule. Right. I mean, like the thing is, is like, the more I can be involved, and even if it doesn't mean like physically my hands rolling, but like we all have our own palate and the things we like. So if I like something here and I like something over here, there, there's going to be a similarity in as far as like what I like yeah. about those things, even if they're very different smokes, like a Connecticut versus, you know, say a Corojo or a Maduro. They're obviously very different, but like the what i like out of a cigar i expect from every cigar regardless of you know the wrapper binder filler like i want there's certain things and no one wants the same thing every day you know like mm -hmm. i mean i love padrone i'm not knocking padrone at all like they make one thing and then they make variations of that one thing and they do it better than anyone but i think like you know i want this for breakfast today but tomorrow i want this yeah yeah so it's just a different mindset. Um, so why not do it? Like if I have the the connections, fuck it. Yeah, exactly. You know, the, the, the joys of being in the industry for so long, making so many of those good connections, why not just, you know, take, you know, not take advantage of that, but use that in your, you know, in your arsenal. Um, has there been any, uh, you know, like, like, like Booth, you know, and, and these other manufacturers that you've known for 20 some odd years, have they, you know, approached you at all? Like, hey, you know, if you if you when you want to do a collab, call me. If you want to, you know, has that has that been any talks? No, I mean, the collab, not so much, because honestly, like, a collab only makes sense to a company if it's going to benefit them. So it would give me, it would be great for me, but like, would it really be better for? I mean, that good for the other company to have like a very small unknown brand? Like, it only elevates me at this point mm -hmm. because I'm so small. So, I mean, like, yeah, I have the relationships. And as the brand builds, that would be a ton of fun. Like, I would do something with Tony in a heartbeat or, like, Matt or Rob. But it it, it doesn't benefit them right now. And, like, I, I understand that. Like, I'm Yeah, yeah, trying. you know, yeah, generally, like, in, in, in my world, like, the media world and the influencer, promoter, whatever, you know, the person asking for the collab, they're always the one that needs the collab. Right, you know, like, like, like it's you know the, the the person they're asking probably doesn't need the uh, they'll they'll no. do it as they'll do it as a favor, but it's not going to benefit them. Right, like there were guys coming to the table wanting to do stuff when I was with Caldwell, like, hey, can we, can you help orchestrate this? And it was like, but it doesn't benefit Caldwell any to do this, right? Like it's a business decision. Yeah, 
because if you're going to invest money into something and you want to return on that investment. So like, you know, but at the same time, as I grow or, you know, I'm around longer, I could see like me and friends doing it just for the fuck of it for fun. Yeah. Like, it, right. It's not about who gets to distribute it or how, <laughs> like, you know, I, I could definitely see me doing that more so than like Rob, which was much more strategic in who he did it with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like you and Matt could have, you know, a shit stain, you know, and it would just be fun. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and it would just, and that, that's just what it would be. It would just be a fun, yeah. a fun project. It would be fun. It, 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 it would be. The shit stick. <laughs> the shit stick so so while uh, wild wildfire cigars you know uh, where, where, did, where did where did the uh the name uh, uh come from well um i like being outdoors you know um and i wanted something that was simple that was not like I was kind of thinking like band names and stuff like that, like, because that's more like my own kind of like ethos thing that I was like, I want something that just stands on its own. It doesn't have to be looked at like, uh, as like, like what you would expect a typical cigar company to look, um, to look like or sound like, but I mean, really it was just the concept. Cause like, you know, you sit around a campfire with your friends or loved ones or whoever. And it's like, you have these moments and you're like telling war stories and you're just, or you're going through life or whatever it is, you know, I go camping with my bandmates or friends and it's just part of what we do. And those moments are, are like pretty valuable because like, those are like, you know, you work and you do all these things to have those times, the community with other people. And I was like, I just like the concept and how simple it is. Like you sitting around a fire and like smoking a cigar, drinking some cheap beer and some cheap whiskey, because like it's not about the whiskey or the beer or the cigar. It's just about the time you're having together. And like I really do believe like I've had cigars that are lousy cigars. If I was going to smoke them with the like, let me analyze this cigar. But I, there were some of the best experiences and I've had fantastic cigars that have tasted like shit because of the company I'm in. So I was like, I want it to be more about the ethos. Like I'll provide a good product, but it honestly, like there's tons of good product. Like if I was to come out and be like, my cigars are the best thing since Velcro, like, <laughs> like it's like, it, it, it's a cigar. <laughs> it's five leaves rolled together. You know what I'm saying, man? Like, so I wanted to make it about like the experiences we have together, you know, like, and, and summarize it around a campfire. Be careful. Someone might steal that name. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so is that, is that like, uh, uh, like the whole ethos of, uh, like the band, is that where the single, the name, the single, you know, come from, you know, the music, the music yeah. world. Yeah. And like on the back of the band, on the secondary band, there's a little record on the back of the single. And so it's like, yeah, that's like the debut. It's the single, you know, so that's how I wanted to introduce it. And then the revivalist, you know, uh, 
though kind of a religious term was not really meant in that regard, but more so the ethos of a guy and the big tents and just going town to town, you know, sharing his message. And so it's like, Hey, like for the first line, that's going to be out there. Cause I'm going to be talking more about this specific cigar for the next amount of time than anything else. Like going door to door, just talking about, you know, the brand and the cigar. And so I thought the revivalist was kind of a fitting name. So, so yeah. for, so for a guy that wanted to get, get away from the hustle and bustle and spend some more time with his kids, you decided to start a cigar company, go out on the road for 400 days a year. <laughs> but I'm not. See, no. that's the thing. Oh, oh, you, oh, you're not because you don't have any like sales staff or anything else. So how are you? No. Oh, so you're so, not hitting the road. So how are you getting your cigars? You know. So I am like my my travel has been much more methodical and like uh, shortened. It's not like so I'm going out, but like. Uh, I didn't go door to door knocking on guys like there will be a day for that. But like I, I, I utilized, I knew there would be enough relationships to help get me started. That would give me the opportunity, you know, as long as I made something solid that they could sell, I knew I could get in the doors because I've been establishing and like building relationships for a long time. So I've been going, like when I go to an area, I've been investing my time in that store not going to the next store trying to open it and oh, going okay. to the next store so i had a, a certain amount of retailers that i stopped opening accounts on and then because i wanted to see the turns and how much the product like how fast it was going to go and how much do i need and then so i could gauge okay now i can add another 10 stores okay now i can add it so like it's it's happening like that yeah. it's not um so, like, there are a lot of retailers that are carrying wildfire, and they're the only guys, say, within, like, you know, 150 miles. It's not really an exclusivity I'm giving out. It's that I want to build it in that store. So, like, you build it in that store, and then it, like, kind of trickles out, right? And and uh, I wanted to just, like, be able to manage it myself. So, I'm not doing 400 days on the, the road. Uh, okay. Like, I, I like I'm I'm doing it, like, and it's funny because I like I went to Tennessee for example, and they're like I'm there for two days, and I was doing something with Smokers Abbey, and they're like, so are you gonna go see accounts? I'm like, no, I'm gonna hang out at your store for two days, <laughs> like, and they were like, wait, serious? And I'm like, yeah, and they're like, but our events tomorrow, and I was like, well, let's sell some today, like, I mean, like, I, so I'm looking them at if they're giving me the opportunity and they're going to get behind me and try to push it, well, then I want to get behind them Mm -hmm. and push it and let it happen organically versus like, I could have had, I could have come out of the gates and had brokers nationally and I would have run out of product and people would have been upset and, or maybe they wouldn't depending on how well it did in the store. But like, you don't have that. If I don't have the personal like connection to the store, then like, I don't really care if my product's there, you know, I'd rather Mm -hmm. like just deal with stores that I can. And when, when it gets to the point where I can't handle it anymore, well then I'll deal with that next phase when I have to deal with it. All right. So, so when was, when did your, uh, your product hit store shelves, uh, um, you know, first, when, when, when was that September? 
Okay, so just this past September. Uh-huh. So, so how how has the terms been going? Um, has it been you know getting good feedback um, from the consumers, from the the retailers? Yeah, I mean, every store is a little different, right? Like some stores um, that I thought it would turn quicker in, it's not. And other stores, it's turning quicker than I expected. So, I mean, it, it just, some of that's attributed to like how much time I've been able to invest in that store because then the consumers like, like if I can establish a relationship with them, it makes it much easier for the cigar to sell. Like, and the guy behind the counter is not having to, you know, he has a thousand brands. He can't just pay attention to wildfire. <laughs> like, so the more I can invest in the store, the better turns um, we've gotten. So like, uh, but I mean, I got it. And by December I was sold out. So I did a few launch events and then the rest of the year was spent just building within the, the existing accounts. And then I have product again. So I'm back out opening up a few more i'd like to open a few more accounts and then reserve a little slot for a few to come to the show um so that i can potentially open a few more there but it's 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 just the it's the slow and steady race i'm not i'm not not trying to do the overnight like it doesn't it doesn't do anything for me in the long yeah, run. Ca- yeah. Care, you, yeah, Care, you've been going through that. You know, I, I know you do uh, with your cigars at, at the events. I'm sure the cigars that, that you sell, you know, when you're at an event and you can create that, you know, that relationship with the, with the retailer, you know, um, and the consumer, they definitely sell a lot better. Well, it's, it's a, I mean, it's definitely a, a, a smart tactic. I mean, it, when, when mine first came out years ago, it was kind of like that quick uptake you're talking about, Jeremy. And it was just like, it was just fast. It was, it was just, it almost, you know, leaves you kind of spinning. And when I switched factories, uh, you know, I, I took a step back and I said, okay, kind of what you're saying. I want to, I've spent a lot of time in these cigar shops, you know, they, 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 not only do the, the owners and the employees, everybody know me, but the folks who go in there and smoke cigars, once they get to know you and you establish some sort of relationship, then they're going to be more apt to, 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 to look for your cigars in there versus walking right by them. And sure. it's more, like you said, it's more methodical. It's more laser focused. And, you know, yeah, I've, I've, I'm sure you probably experienced it. You, you lose some accounts or some accounts aren't exactly moving the way you want them to. Um, you know, but, you know, if, if they're not going to invest their time into you, then you need to invest your time into areas that are going to want to invest their time with you. Right. Because um, the other way you're just, you're just, you know, you're, you're fighting an uphill battle and, um, I'll just take a uh, a page out of Dr. Rodriguez's book and say, if they won't carry my stuff, then I'll make sure that I surround that store with all my products. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in every little shop that will carry my cigars, and then you know, when someone walks in and asks for my product, they don't have it anymore. Then they they'll definitely come calling, you know, calling again, and we can reestablish commerce. Well, there was this, you know, when called like I've learned some things by doing it wrong, right? A lot yeah. of things. And when Caldwell came out, we came out like just slaying it. But then four months in, we didn't have product for the next nine months almost. And the overhead of the company still, I still had to be paid. You know, Mm -hmm. other guys had to be paid. And like stores were promised stuff and they couldn't get it. And 
like it backfired. And some of those accounts we never got back because they were burned. You know, they were like, I bought into this thing. You gave me it. I like now I'm over it. And, and it's much harder to come back and go uphill when you've, when mm -hmm. you've kind of burnt that bridge. And so for me, I was like, I'm going to do this small. I'm going to do this. Like, it's not going to be like a big old money, you know, thing at this point, because if it has to be methodical, the only way I can make it work is by doing it slow. And like, there was a store that Caldwell had in Oregon and it's not a big store, but it, I understood that like, even though say they were good for five to 10 boxes every couple months, which when you have a big old portfolio, it doesn't, it's, it's not a, what you would consider an A account. Yeah. But the unique thing is every dude in that store smoked Caldwell because like they were, a, they were a champion for the brand. And that store means a lot more to me than the guy I can go to some of these bigger guys that I have relationships with and just get numbers, but that doesn't do anything for the longevity of the brand. I need to find guys and partners that are actually willing to like take the time and hand sell it and educate, do what they need to do to help get the brand off the ground. And I think that's like when you're a new brand starting off, you're looking for the biggest distribution right off the bat. But it, that doesn't like you can go to a distributor or a wholesaler, you can do these things, but it doesn't do anything for you in the long run if you don't already have the foundation. So I'm just trying to build the foundation. See, with that, your next cigar, since it's wildfire, you can have your next cigar named the controlled burn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, but 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 you, you said it, you know, like like those guys are your are your champions, you know, those guys are your promoters. You can't pay for for advertising like that. Care knows that, you know, with Stogie Roads. I know that with Cigar Prop. You know, um you, you gotta build those relationships because those people are now free employees. That that's you know, you, you hate mm -hmm. you hate to look at it like they're free employees, but you take care of those people. And those are the people that, that are in a group. It's like, hey, I'm looking for something new. I don't know what I want to smoke. And then those guys are like, try Wildfire. You know, try Stogie Roast. Try this and that. You know, th those guys become, you know, like I said, so that account isn't generating a lot of sales. But in a way it is. You know, like th those guys become your, you know, your, your people online. Yeah, 100%. I mean, like, it was so cool that when I did like some of these launches uh, for the brand, I had guys like driving from different States and not like, Oh, Jeremy, like is some like, I got to go drive to see Jeremy, but they're friends and they were coming out and they were buying it. And most, and then they were handing all the shit out, you know, to their like friends and stuff creating. And it was like, man, if this is not proof of like yeah. relationships and stuff like that, like, these guys were supporting me regardless of what I did. Thank God they liked the stuff or at least are, <laughs> you know, fluffing me to let me like think they are. But nonetheless, it's like genuine friendships that are helping get yeah. the word out, you know. Well, you're a genuine guy, too. And, and I think that 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 plays a huge role when you build a relationship with with, with a shop. And with the, you know, the folks who are enjoying your cigars, when you're genuine, approachable and just a, a, a very down to earth and, and, and easy going, I think that that really plays a lot. We were talking earlier about different egos and stuff. And, 
you know, well, I think when you have that approach and, and you, you definitely come across as being very a genuine, authentic person, I think people gravitate to that. Well, well, they, they, and, and they do to expand on that care, you know, like, like I, like I've been down like, like Rocky Patel burn, you know, it's this multi-million dollar, everybody knows Rocky <laughs> Patel burn, you know, uh, hanging out there with like Nimish, like we're having a good time. Like Rocky will come in. And be like, like Rocky is, you know, he's a great guy. He's unapproachable. Like you look at him in his thousand dollar suit and you're like, oh, I'm not going to, I don't want to talk to him. Like you though, I mean, you look like us, you know? So I look like I'm, I'm homeless and it, yeah. I think it works. It's, you, you, it's, I, the, it's I, the thing, it's the things on the window. Yeah, really yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it's because it I'm it very on, inviting. I'm yeah. on Rodea Drive, you know, yeah. and like, yeah. you know, what's funny, man. I have this whole thing about Rocky in me because like, I love every time I see him because I go up and I know he's just doing it to be a little prick. But every time I say hi to him, he introduces himself to me. And I'm like, you motherfucker, <laughs> I have like been introducing myself to you for 15 years. And every time, oh, it's nice to meet you. And I just act like every time like it's the first time I met him because it's funny to me. But I, I, I like seeing his eyes that I think he knows and he's just doing it to be a little dick to me. But I can hang with it because it's rocky. It's like, whatever, oh. man. OK, because every time it's like I'm not like your typical Cuban, you know, like yeah. I don't come from. So it's like I kind of stand out. I mean, yeah, beards are more of a thing, you know, but it's like I'm six foot one tatted and like <laughs> look like a large leprechaun. Like, you know, like. I'm not that forgettable, but yet every time it's like, I'm Rocky Patel. It's nice to meet you. And you motherfucker. <laughs> oh my God. That, that, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, you know, but, but, um, so, so we're talking about like the, you know, like, like the guys, you know, get, getting your cigars out. You know, we had mentioned before the show, like on the Googles, like you're very incognito. Um, are you getting, I mean, like the social media, that's something that, you're gonna have to do. Are you prepared? You got, but you luckily you got kids. Are the kids in the industry like 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 the like a part of the business where like they can help you out? With yeah, my my eight year old is my spokesperson. <laughs> um, but don't tell the FDA. Yeah, you know, uh, no man, uh, no. I have two daughters, and neither of them are. Uh, one is of age, but uh, no, no. I mean, you know, the thing is, it's like social media. Like, I mean, I have the California hillbilly, right? I've, yeah. I've been doing that. But, like, that's just pure drunken comic, like, for me. It's not, like, anything serious. Um, I hate social media, man. I got to, like, just, like, I, I hate I hate being in a moment and then re going, oh, I should take a picture of this. Because then it takes me out of the moment. Yeah. And so I'm horrible at it. And I admit to being horrible at it because like, but like you call me on the phone all, or you want to FaceTime, I'm there all day. Like uh, that's much more enjoyable for me. So like I have them, but I'm just doing a really shitty job in building them. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 but I know what you mean when it, you, when you say it takes you out of the moment, because I, I've said it before, I want to create a t-shirt that says, if you didn't post it on Instagram, did you really smoke that cigar? You know, so, you know, I, yeah, because like I said there have been many times to where um, I've, you know, uh, been you know, smoking. I'm like, OK, I'm going to sit down. I'm just going to smoke a cigar. I'm going to watch some TikTok, going to watch some YouTube. 
And then like you're smoking it like, oh, this is really good. And it's like, next thing you know, you're an hour deep. You, you've taken a photo. Now you got to post it on Instagram. You got to post it on whatever this platform, this platform. You got to get the right angle, the right, you know, and it's just and it takes you out of that moment. Yeah, I, I, we've had those moments. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we've had those moments. It's uh, it's it, I, it, I hate it. I hate social media. And Kevin pushes and pushes and pushes me to like post more. And like I, I do now, but Kevin, Kevin. you love social media. Well, I do. <laughs> and, and then I'll push her because Jessica will, will, will smoke something. And then yeah. I'll be like, uh, Hey, you sure you want to smoke that? Moment. Like you just posted a picture of that two days ago. Don't, don't you want to smoke something else? She's like, <laughs> she goes, no, I like this cigar. I'm like, yeah. yeah. It's a romantic moment. Yeah, like I really, don't, like, I don't care if you like that cigar. And, and I'm also not a, like a label whore. Like I'll smoke like no name brand cigar, like that have no bands on it. And he's like, "Where is that from?" I'm like, "I have no clue," and I don't care. Drives me insane. <laughs> it's that romantic Kevin, moment when we're here. Kevin, are you here. killing her vibe? I yeah, am. I am. I, I just, I just had, a, I, I just had a call, you know, earlier this afternoon, and uh, from a, a manufacturer sent me some cigars, and I posted a picture up on Instagram uh, earlier. He's like, so what'd you think about the cigar? And I'm like, I love the cigar. We talked about the blend. And I'm like, I'll be honest with you, though, the band, the band placement is horrible. It's too high up on the cigar. When I was smoking it, you know, um, it was touching my mouth or my lips. And I go, I almost had to take the band off. But I go, but then I couldn't post a picture. So I go, can, I go on your future blends. Can you just move that band down a little bit? And and uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, I guess we can. You know, I'm like, yeah, but if I took the band off, I can't post a picture. Nobody wants to see an unbanded cigar. In my crazy fucking mind, nobody wants to see a picture. I mean, do, do we really even want to see a picture of a cigar anyways? Like, that. That's see, that's my whole Instagram no. was like, you know, I'd be thumbing through it, right? And it's another hand, or maybe there's a, it's propped up on this, like, you know, oh. And then, so, like, that was my whole thing is why I started taking like and superimposing my face into other people's <laughs> bodies and creating stories is was so that when people are looking at cigars and they came across this, they're like, what the fuck is this? And they don't get nearly the likes or anything because like, but for me, I get a ton of enjoyment out of going. That was a fun drunken evening yeah. right, when I made yeah. that post because, and it's like, a couple weeks ago, I was like, oh, I'm going to make this really innovative, like, video, and I'm going to, like, play my guitar, and I'm going to, like, do these different moods to, like, different blends, <laughs> and I, like, did this whole thing, right? Took, like, four hours, and, like, four people liked it, and I was like, fuck you all. I'm done with this shit. Fuck you all. That's what social media is. I, like, I'm like, Gary. never again am I going to spend that much time to, like, be like, that's not a when I know I could have just done this and would have gotten <laughs> way gotten more, more. more. Yeah. But see, a lot of people don't know the story. Uh, I was before Kevin and Jessica got engaged. Um, Jessica was smoking a cigar, and Kevin, in a romantic moment, got down on one knee and he said, Jessica. And Jessica said, Yes, Kevin. He said, The lighting's better from down here for that picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, 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 yeah. That's, oh, that's what are you so doing? Funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have so many 
pictures where like smoke is going in my eye and like I look super stupid and I'm like oh, see, I should, should post that. I'm like that's what I should post is like the real shit when you're trying to take a picture and you're like ah it went yeah, in my yeah. eye yeah yeah got, got, ash got. just burned a hole in my freaking pants like yeah get the hell out of here that, 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 that. <laughs> I, I, another thing you know like uh, a little bit ago I posted it's pretty recent. I'm trying to see uh uh there were like what's her name she she did a post for me and then asked to collaborate and I was like oh that's really nice and so like there's tons and tons and tons of likes and she's wearing this like yellow polka dotted shirt right <laughs> I saw and so then I was like I went on Amazon and I bought I tried to find as close to the exact same thing and I was like I'm going to take the same exact photo as she took and post it right next to it to so I could show to myself and to the world I'm not cute and so like it didn't work and look at them side by side and it has like eight likes next to me and I spent probably an hour and bought a shirt off of Amazon that I had to return just to take that photo and I was like this is like but I do that stuff for my amusement Oh, to I prove that, like, I I hate I hate this social media game. <laughs> I love it. It, it it's horrible. It, it's setting it up, and, and and I know the photos you're talking about. It's the perfect. You look at it, and you're like, how long did that take to set up? You've got the whiskey, you got the cigar, you know, the cutter, the lighter, or the guy that that is smoking his cigar like like this, you know, and, and it's because to show off his Rolex. You know, and it's oh, like yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the photo, and it's like, who smokes a cigar like that? You know, it I just mean, there probably are people, it's yeah. whatever, you yeah. know. But I mean, I just, I definitely find it funny. You don't see most people post pictures of like the reality of smoking, cigars. you know. But, but it, this it, it, burn it, hole brought to you by come out, yeah. yeah. I, you I know? actually <laughs> burned a hole in, I had like uh leggings on the other day, and I was like. And a hot ash fell on it, and it burned a hole right through. And I was like, "Damn, that hurt!" But but, I was but like, That's those what happened. But those four people that liked that photo, or seven people, or eight, you know, those are the people that that you, you know, those are the people that are most likely they're the ones going to buy your cigars. They're gonna they're gonna click on the link. I like this. It, he he looks funny. You know that that person that smokes the cigar that's half naked. You know that has eight hundred likes. Nobody cares what she's smoking. Nobody at all. Nobody even well, notices that, 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 that she. Woman. What about yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to, you know what, for my next few, I'll try taking them half naked and see what kind of response I get. Yeah. I have gotten hit up when I have uh, made subjective, suggestive posts. I guess I'm kind of a bear and yeah. I've had some interesting DMs uh, and I'm like, oh, I guess I'm desirable too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's there's actually a whole Facebook page uh, dedicated to one guy. What is his name? Um, God, I can't think of his name, but he hits up everybody in the DMs, and he's like, hey, can you take a picture of, like, smoke, blowing smoke on your feet yeah, I know um, for me? Yeah, and, I uh, and like, DMs. no, no, I, I can't. Yeah. You know, and uh, I'm not going to, you know, do that for free. Yeah. Um, I will blow smoke on my feet for money, you know, without, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I'll start an OnlyFans. You want to pay me to blow smoke on my feet? Done. <laughs> yeah. I don't care who signs up. If they're going to pay me, done and done. W would you like me to cross my legs or be loose? <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you want? 
You want a yeah, little yeah. nut? Uh, Pop it yeah, out? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. What, what, what do you, what do you want? Just, just, just let me know. I'll, I'll put together a package for you. Yeah, those are extra, extra perks. That, that, those are. So, so we've got a, we've, we've got PCA coming up. Our, our, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna we're roundabout back. Yeah. What are these yeah. notes? What's next yeah. here? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kevin, Kevin's, yeah. Kevin's feet have an OnlyFans. It's uh, yeah. Jessica yeah. cutting his nails. What? Yeah. Like this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for so, five dollars, yeah. you can buy some toenail clippings. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, the feet one. There's some. Uh, yeah, you'd be, you'd be like a, a, a Bill Belichick there. Give me uh, all your monies. GraySockLover.com. That, 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 that's it. Oh, so, it would have been awesome if you had a hole in your sock. Yeah, I know that would have been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next time. Yeah, next ne- next time. So so are will you be? Uh, um, were, were you at TPE this year? Were you? No, um, okay. No, there was no reason. I was out of product, and I oh, was okay. going to come and crash it, but some family stuff came up, and I was just going to go to hang out. But but I did not go. Okay. What about what about PCA coming up? You going to? Um, are yeah. you going to be there? I will be there. I, I have a booth, uh, <laughs> and uh, it should be very entertaining. My booth is themed, and it's not cigar themed, so it, it should be fun. Okay, so 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 you so you're not just gonna have a table and chair set up like uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I, I heard the whole shit shit storm on that, and I showed Jessica, and I'm like, oh my god, this is the greatest booth ever. You know? No, just... no, mine mine mine'll uh, it, it's created so there will be photo ops. Oh, oh nice. I love that. I, I I absolutely love that. There's a place near Care in uh, South Carolina, um, and it's um, it's some kind of building you go into, and I think they opened up one here near Tampa, um, and it's just it's for like influencers, um, where there's like 30 different backdrops. You just go from station to station if you want your your you know followers to think you're skiing, like they do take the photos and then they do all the things with them, and it's actually huge. People are like paying money Where's to go that? in here and take photos. So that that that'll be you know I had here? I can yeah. tell you tell you this because I didn't end up going through with this, but I was <laughs> thinking about getting a little tent, and that would be the only thing in my booth. And I would sit in there, and so like I would force you as a retailer to come <laughs> and sit down on a sleeping bag inside a tent with me in order to write business. But then I was like, man, that will get so like hot boxing, like <laughs> with like. A little pup tent. Plus, our industry is filled with bigger dudes. Yeah, so I'm like, I don't think they'll appreciate my humor so much by forcing them to get into a little pop up tent with me. Yeah, a little 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 fake campfire, you know, out front, and then uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I went a different direction, but I, I still, you know, reserve the right to use that at, and make people get into a pop up tent at some point. All right. Are Are you going to have one of them? Uh, uh, the the displays with like like the lazy Susan that people sit on and then like the camera spins around you and takes the, the photo. Have you seen those? I haven't. Oh, okay. Yeah. That that's like the big thing now. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, if put... I can borrow one, I'll, I'll do it, but I'm not yeah, buying yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, they, they're, there's uh they rent them. That, that's like the big thing now. So you stand on this, yeah, saw... you stand on this round platform, then you put your phone in this, this holder and then it's like this rod that comes out, and then you like you just hit like like uh, you record I, and you spin it around. I, I saw on 
TikTok people hanging it from their ceiling fan, like taping yeah. it and it like spinning around oh, on yeah. their ceiling fan. Yeah, so that's it does like, the same I, that, thing. That's a big thing that you have to. There's a lot of social media you're going to have to learn, you know, things like that, you know. Ceiling just, fans and duct tape. It, it, it's I'm just going to show them my feet and make $7. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Call it a day. That, that, that's it that, that that's all that's all you need to do yeah so uh um it, it's gonna it's gonna be great care you going out to pca this year you said no. you were going out to vegas but the other night but yeah yeah that- well no that would that'd be for a um a, a birthday I, actually i'm not gonna go I, I can't go just because of uh i have a another trip a a, a, a trip in uh in the woods you know okay some friends gonna go uh Joseph and uh, my son and, and I are going to go with uh, uh, his his best friend and his dad and his other best friend and his dad. We're just going to go up to Lake House, just sit out in the woods, smoke cigars, drink beer by a campfire, sing the campfire song song. Can I just come and not go to the PCA? Can I join? <laughs> yeah, come on up. <laughs> that sounds, that, that sounds way more speed. fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, just, just, just leave a card and say, hey, take your uh, photo op and uh, give me a call. Yeah, yeah take your thing. photo op. You should just have like a, a like a video, a recording of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On a little like television. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for coming to Wildfire Cigars. <laughs> I started in 2006 yeah. Yeah. BC. Yeah, 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 like 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 the, the the Troy McClure from The Simpsons. You know, you may know me from famous brands like <laughs> Lando Lakes Butter. From, you know, and it's just like I have started my own company now. Please, you know, please insert your your card, and out will pop a a, a free sample. <laughs> yeah. like, like Halloween, please just take one. Just leave yeah, a yeah, yeah. Please, please just take <laughs> yeah. one, you know. But um, so are you? Are you going to be uh, uh, releasing something? You you said earlier that you're smoking a, a, a tester, um, a sample. So yeah, this was something from my Honduras trip. Um, but I do have a cigar that uh, will be done right about the show. So I'll be using it as a show release, even if it's like it might come like a month after or something. But um, my original. It's I'm doing a project with El Titan and uh, that what I was originally going to launch with was this cigar was it was originally going to be the single. Okay. And it is a blend that um, Henderson and I for years have had fun with. And so that was going to be originally what I was going to release with. And then the follow up would be coming out of Hoya. But um, due to the Cohiba M or maybe I wasn't supposed to No, but like it took over their entire production. Oh so yeah. It got yeah. pushed back a year and a half and it's finally my turn. So thank God I didn't wait for that, you know, um, but now it's coming and it happens to be lining up perfectly with the trade show. So yeah, I'll have an LE um, coming out of Miami. That'll be a launching right about the show. Oh, that'd be cool. Follow up yeah. to the same. Yeah, maybe like they call it like the B side. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Just, uh, <laughs> t- well, I'm not going to say what it is. But okay. I'm, so on, I'm I'm kind of gearing my Ellie's towards music themed stuff. Okay. And then my core stuff will be random. Okay. Well, we, we definitely can't wait to uh um to to see what uh, uh to see what you got coming out. Now, where can people? Because you don't have a website yet. Where can people find you? Do. 
I Google, I Googled you found the shit. all this all this I, unique stuff I, out on me, and you couldn't find wildfirecigars.com. I, I I Googled the shit out of it and couldn't find your website. Okay. Yeah. No. Say, yeah, I mean, I and, and being like, yeah, I'm uh, being seriously. So what? Well, I'm gonna go and uh, wildfire cigars. Cigars. Dot com. Dot com. Yeah, Jesse, are you looking up uh, uh, no, as well? I'm just writing it. So. As a ticker. <laughs> yeah. It does does not. Yeah. It does not come up. Really? It, what? It comes <laughs> up. Let me see. Let me see. I'll, I'll, I think yeah. Kevin is just so upset at himself. No, and it was uh, okay. So, so now it's telling me it's uh, um, uh, maybe that's why because on my phone, it's telling me uh, uh, dangerous. Go back. So maybe that's why I couldn't find it because my computer will not let me go to a. There's wildfirecigars.com. Okay, I I just mm-hmm. found it. So yeah. so do you not have an HTTPS? Do you not have a uh, an SSL? I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> that, I just blew it out. Um, welcome, to, welcome to my oh, oh okay so so on my phone it gave me the uh the option it told me this is a dangerous website because it's not secure oh it is because so, it'll burn you see yeah, yeah so so yes so now i clicked yes i would like to continue now i see it so my computer will not let me go because it's my business computer it will not show me. It's wildfire. Yeah, wildfirecigars.com. Uh-huh. So, I okay. The link, Jess. Okay. And, and so, thank you, Kara. You're okay. welcome. I'm here to help. Um, but it, yeah, you, there's a, you can find all the list of retailers on there. It has like, you can go, you can type in your zip code and see who the nearest retailer to you is. Okay. So I'm seeing that. So, one thing that you're going to look for so, whoever's hosting your website, you want to find out if um, uh, you want to add an SSL, a security license on your website, because Google and Chrome, like starting, I think, January 1st, um, like they're not letting people see websites that don't have like the HTTPS. So I see yours is HTTP, wildfirecigars.com. You don't have that S, so you probably don't have a security license you didn't buy for the website. So cause it's not allowing me to, to see it. So that's why. But now that I just clicked continue. Now I got to call Jacqueline and be like. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so where's the. Uh, yeah. Because like I said. I, 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 Kevin, Kevin. Yeah. Maybe say that to him privately. What? <laughs> like so now everyone's going to be like. Oh we can hack his website. Well you can't hack it. You know. But yeah. For some reason I wasn't. You hack his site. And get those feet. I, I put yeah. in like. I put in like every iteration. Of wildfire, and I could not find well, a, you know. And then on your Instagram, your Instagram doesn't doesn't redirect to your uh to your website. Okay, well, you you're not entirely crazy because <laughs> the website only went up like a week ago. Mm. Maybe so that, I, I I was doing I most actually, of my research on Tuesday, so that was so been, I actually yeah. completely forgot uh, to add because it's gone live now. Um, I have not changed that and I need to. So thanks for the, I have to add that in. Yeah. Cause in the, in the, in the link below, in the show notes down below, I've got the link to the Facebook page, wildfire cigars. Mm-hmm. Um, but that even on that doesn't have the link to your website. Yeah. So, I got to update on both, on both forms. Okay. So, so well, right, job well you know, done. All right. Yes. I, I, I need yeah. to get my site protected. Please don't, 
hack it yet um, because there's so much valuable content there. Yeah. You know, um, there's pictures. It's, it's, it's like, you know, and uh, I used royalty-free pictures. So please don't steal my royalty-free pictures that I borrowed from somebody else. Um, so, you know. I'm going to get that fixed. <laughs> yes. So so later on today or tomorrow, wildfirecigars.com. In the meantime, you can click the link down below in the in the video description. It'll take you to the, the Instagram page. It'll take you to the Facebook page. So you can still look for it. And then, you know, shortly there'll be a redirect to the uh, to the website. Yep. So r- right on. So care. Any final thoughts? It's been two hours already. Hard to believe. Been, it doesn't even feel like it has any, any final questions or thoughts for our, uh, no. for our guest tonight? Not none. That was uh, fantastic. Thanks for sharing everything and the feet. Um, yeah, you got that. I expect a little tip. Well, yes. I, <laughs> yeah. Listen, you, you got to get you got to get a. We'll start talking about cash app and all that other stuff before we can start talking about tips. Be able to send that to you, but yes. You know, let's, we'll make sure that uh, we get a dollar a toe. Um, yeah, at least, at least, at least, be good to go. But thanks, yeah. it was a fantastic interview, and uh, much luck and, and great fortune to you. You know, especially with the process and how you're uh, approaching the launch of the products. And I love it. The cigar I smoked was fantastic. The single thanks. was great. I appreciate really it. Good. And uh, and anytime that you uh, uh you have something new, you got some information you want to talk about, definitely reach out. We'll definitely have you back, and we'll delve we'll delve deeper. I'll try and I'll try and go really deep. Maybe try and find some uh, you know, get get your get your uh, uh elementary school teachers, you know, to get get me some info. You know, I'll send you some old videos of fourteen year old me playing horribly bad metal music. That yeah, that that's what that's what people want to see when they tune into my show. That's what they want to see. You know the uh, the behind the behind the scenes. Tell me about the eighth grade talent show when you did <laughs> yeah. "Whip It" by D. Yeah, like how did you how did you know that? I have a video. So, all right, Jeremy, thank you for coming on and spending two hours of your your Monday Monday night with us. Thank Amen. You. Thank you. All right, you have a great night. <laughs> If you want the Stogie Road cigars, there is a link in the video description below, um, along with all the social medias for Care Viajante, Stogie Road Cigars, Cigar Prop, Producer Jessica. Um, everything is in, like I said, the show notes down below. So once again, we want to thank all of our partners for making this show um, happen each and every week. Thank you to JC Newman Cigars, Cigar Medics, and Mandola Cigars. We are the muscle Excelsior Tobacco, makers of the Doña Lydia, GTO Cigars, those who know, smoke GTO, Corona Cigar, and of course, Drew Estate and Experience Acid.